We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me. Because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast. But the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is... This is... This is... This is... This is... This is, this is, this is. With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Nava. With me today, we have co-founder and producer, Mr. Brian Goins. How are you, sir? Hey, yo. Uh, before, actually, before we do roll call, I want to I want to welcome in our DAS radio audience. Uh, you guys are new. So welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast, where I am your host, Giancarlo Navas. And um, we talk about the heat where we're kind of fun and goofy and we try to be serious sometimes. So uh, welcome to the program. Uh, you can find us at heatbeatmiami.com, at MIAHeatBeat on Twitter. Uh, that's where you'll find all our updates and everything. You'll find our iTunes subscription link, all that. And if you do subscribe and you are so kind, please give us a five-star review or whatever you feel. And um, and write, write something, please. That really helps us. So without further ado, I will introduce the uh, cast of characters on today. As uh, the aforementioned Mr. Brian Goins, Brian, give out your Twitter handle, and everyone do that uh, as I call roll. My Twitter handle is at by Brian Goins, B-Y-B-R-I-A-N-G-O-I-N-S. We have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. This is Alf. I am the Heat Twitter president. My <laughs> uh, Twitter handle is at Alf954. That's alf nine five four. And on Instagram at slap my fatty. <laughs> we have our we have our heat beat insider saucy nuggets lefty Leif. Yo, what's up? Um, yeah, the Twitter handle is at lefty underscore Leif. 
which is spelled L E I F. So at lefty underscore Leif. Leif, what does and... a Denver Nuggets player look like? What does a Denver Nuggets uh, player look like? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our newest member of Heatbeat, anime expert and head of graphics department, Brass Jazz. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Anime sucks. I'm no expert. I'm an expert in hating anime. Let's put that uh, Yeah, but you can find me at Brass Jazz. B-R-A-S-S-J-A-Z-Z. That's what oh, I that, thought. That, <laughs> that is what that is, was on today. Um, and I guess we can get started. Um, Alf, I guess I'll start with you. There was a lot of talk this week about guys coming back and taking less money. There was a lot of optimism in Heatland. Right, so we have Dion Waiters talking and James Johnson spitting about culture and how he's willing to work with the organization. Should I feel excited? To, like I don't, I don't know what to feel. I've heard this before. Um, yeah, I mean, we have heard it before. We haven't heard it to this extent as far as James Johnson is concerned. Like he sounds like he is heat lifer, way bought in. He's not going anywhere. He's buying real estate in Miami. He's living here the rest of his life. You know, he's going to be driving slow in Boca in about 30 years. Like, this is his home. Um, uh, and then, as far as Dion's concerned, he couched his stuff a little bit, but he sounds a lot like Goron did at the end of his uh, first half year with the Heat. So they, they both, you know, they both sound like, you know, hey, this is where they want to be. But we're, we're coming off the vibes of a fun season, you know, a 13-11 finish to the season. So, like, right now these guys are kind of high off of, you know, everything that happened, the goodwill uh, from the Heat fans, the goodwill from the entire NBA, which which is weird for uh, the Miami Heat franchise, how the whole NBA really looked at them like, wow, what a great story. And it's all well and good, but sometime in June, July, those numbers are going to start getting thrown around and, it's it. It might be a different story. It's all that's you know. That's what I take away from it. Like, yeah, it sounds great now, but once you know Brooklyn or somebody stupid comes through with a giant offer, like how you know how amicable is this whole thing going to end up? Leif, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Alf to, from a standpoint of you know if James Johnson gets Luol Deng money, uh, like what you know the Lakers offered, what how's he going to react? It's uh. You know, it's a weird circumstance where you got a, a lot of guys who you would expect would chase money because they've never been paid. But the way that they talk, at least in the exit interviews, sounds like they don't want to go anywhere uh, and may even be willing to take less. I mean, it sounds like Dion and JJ might even be willing to uh, figure out how to take less to be able to add a player. So, I mean, that that's not only them staying, but adding to, to the core uh, but yeah, when when the Dang offer comes, or the Tyler Johnson offer comes, or the Allen Crab or the Evan Turner offer comes, then uh, we shall see. Brass, like we've, I mean, maybe it wasn't the same with Wade, but we did hear stuff like, "I want to get this done fast. Uh, I, I don't want to have long free agency." Like, do you have any trepidation when you like words are flowery, right? Like, do you have trepidation or? Just me. Yeah, but the thing is, with Wade, I think it was a little different. Um, Wade could have gone either way. If Wade signed for, you know, the amount we all wanted him to sign for, we, you know, those words made sense. You know, we'll get it done. You know, we all felt kind of cocky. It's like, oh, yeah, man, he's been here the whole time. He knows what this is like. And then 
you know, you find out afterwards, like, well, okay, yeah, it, it was it was a little it was a little cocky, you know, there was a little bit of ego there. With these guys, it feels different to me. I still don't have a lot of, I have I have hope, but plenty of trepidation. Um, you know, it just it sounds like they're really you know buy, they actively are buying in, and they don't have the you know, the egos or, or championships like Wade did. Dion has the ego to do whatever he wants. Dion can, D- Dion, Dion has Dwayne Wade ego without Dwayne Wade credentials. But but he doesn't have that moxie. He doesn't have the that proven, I've done it for a long time. And, and you know, Riley promised him things, which I don't know what the heck he promised him, but Dion kind of came out and said yes. that, you know, he was a man of his word, so... You know, maybe that will translate into being able to work together. You know, people talk about Wade and and Riley having such a disconnect, but they forget that for years that was not the case, that they were working in concert to a large degree. So um, it's not like unprecedented that a player would work hand in hand with Riley. Like, at least for some period of time. It usually doesn't end well, but. Yeah, Riley grates on you after a while. They don't have enough, right? Like, they're not... I don't think they're anywhere close to being good enough. Do you really want to bring back a core? That, I, I guess you really... If you can get... If, that's what makes it so complicated. Because I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, if you bring back these guys at a reasonable salary, you're still... You're not close. It's, it's not like you're one piece away. You're like two or three. You're two big pieces and maybe like a medium piece away from, like, winning. You know what I mean? So... It it makes it difficult. Like I know that you we're know, attacked. No, I just dis- I disagree with you. Like they're not. Like I I'm not going to say that they're the 30 to 11 team by uh, the end of the year, but they're also not the 11 30 team that started the year. They're a um they're a top five top four team? seed as as presently constituted. So to me, if you add, and maybe I'll sound like a homer, but if you add a Gordon Hayward. Or someone of that ilk, uh, a, a Paul George, a Jimmy Butler type, to this team. Like I really think that this team becomes a legit threat to the Cavs in the East. I think they were almost a threat to the Cavs this year because I think the Cavs are just not—they're not who I guess who we think they are. They're not as dominant as they were in years past. So give it one more year. Get let these guys get one more year older on the Cavs. You add a significant piece to what the Heat have right now. Yeah, they're definitely a contender. Yeah, but you're, um, you're I don't saying think two, three the pieces Cavs. away. There's no, I mean, two, three pieces away. That's the Sixers. Like they're not two, three pieces away. Like that's well, not. I don't think that's e- legitimate. Even if they are more than one piece away, why would you not just keep what you have and then maybe it takes two years to get back to being a NBA Finals contender? But that's still, you know, the trajectory on that is pretty fast. It's not well, like you're spending five, six years doing this. So I don't think that you should like think of it in terms of why would we lock in this group because they're not going to be able to win. You just keep adding to it. Well, I, I think it's because one of the pieces is Goron, right? So you don't have, like, he's not on the same timeline as everyone else. So, like, you but might I, not. I, I see, I think that's overblown too, man. Like, where, where are these signs that Goron is slowing not, down so much? I mean, you're, you're not like we don't think Goron's going to be the same guy in two years? Like, you're not beating the Warriors. Alf, we've seen this go fast. Like, that goes okay, fast. Dude, this whole thing, you're not beating the Warriors, dude. No one's beating the Warriors right now. So, like, so what Leif is saying, and I agree with it, man. Like, yeah, if 
if you go hard in free agency and you go after the whales and you strike out, there's there's a team here that the town loves that has proven that it can win over a significant sample size and win big. Yeah, you bring that group back. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Let I mean, let these guys walk. I'm, I, we're not talking about giving these guys five year deals. Like I don't even think you can do that anymore. <laughs> but giving these guys, you know, decent sized deals at a reasonable rate where you still have flexibility. You keep a team together that, like I said, the town loves. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, what is this idea that if it's not if it's not a championship team, you just blow it up and start over every year? Like, no, let's 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 put a team together that the town can get behind. That's not a Pat Riley thing to do. Maybe that's good if you're Atlanta. That's not true though, because when they added Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway, and they went through all those years, they weren't the perennial title favorite. Like they were trying to get it's over the hump. Build- they kept then, building on what they had. It, uh, this this idea that Riley just if it's not if it's not a title contender blows it all up. That's not a. I mean, that's it's, it's fake news, man. It's that's sad. A big three. That's a big three mentality. Fake news. That's that's a just right. That's that big three mentality. That's like this is just this is recent. Like where everyone just think. I mean, because it happened in two thousand three, right? Riley had a uh, a young team that people like could get behind and. The mother of all deals came across his table. Yes, then you blow it up. Nobody's trading Kevin Durant to the Heat right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no deal that's going to come through that's going to say, okay, well, this is worth just blowing it all up. And Riley's also not the kind of blow it all up and tank. So where are we getting this from? Even when they traded for Shaq, everyone wasn't picking them to win the championship. And so then they made another huge trade with, with Antoine Walker and Posey and, and them guys, and they still weren't the odds-on favorite. And then, you know, you never know that it's going to happen until it happens with the East so wide open. I'm watching these playoff games, and it's hard not to say that you can't compete to get to a finals. And once you're there, you never know what happens. I mean, I know that that's some cliche stuff to say, but uh, we've seen it break our way before. I don't know, Brass. I don't know. Maybe if you wanted to add anything to this, but I feel like this, like win or, you know, or bust mentality in Miami. It started more when Riley hit seventy, right? Kind of. Yeah. Good. I mean, he's he's kind of near in the end. You know, I mean, not that. I mean, I, well, that that man's gonna live forever. But I'm just saying, like in general. <laughs> oh, just, oh, what were you insinuating? Oh. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, uh, like obviously, um, it's hard. Hard to look too many years into the future. You can look, you can look extended periods of time for a franchise, but but for you know the Godfather, right? I mean, I think that's where that's like people are really entrenched in that kind of thinking right now. Talking about like pieces that they might need. Watching Gordon Hayward play in that Utah offense, it's so frustrating because I see a guy that I think Spo would make a top 10 player in the league. Like, do you see, did any of you watch that game? Because like, he was getting such garbage shots, and he's too talented to not get better shots. Like, the offense that they're running is prehistoric. Yeah, I didn't watch, I don't watch it. Am yet. I the yeah, only I, one who I, saw that game? Hashtag not my playoffs. I heard Joe Johnson was pretty good. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, I'm the only one who watched the game. Yeah, I, I watched. I, watched I the feel first so half, alone. I, I'm an old man, so I fell asleep. You know I know it was a late snoring. game, but that was that was that the good be, game. I, know, I hate watching the Jazz. The Jazz to be on at three o'clock, and I'm not watching the Jazz. I'm not <laughs> watching the Jazz. <laughs> Come on! You don't want to see Gobert. No. I heard the rap anthem. 
Huh? I don't want the rap album, the rap anthem. A stupid jazz fan? It was pretty damn good. That's great. You want to play it? Sure. No. No, yeah, it was bad. Okay. No, I don't want to play it! Which is more of a reason why I should yeah. play it. No! Stop! Z-Doc I'm going to quit. Here. You know who it is? <laughs> Clippers. They're so ugly. They are. Man, DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be an all-star. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Clippers are so ugly. They smell like weed. L uh, that's is the worst city ever. Uh, Joe uh, Johnson is the king of the. Uh, no, no, Joe Johnson is not the king Kendrick. of the jazz. Yeah. Oh. Little Kendrick over here. That was terrible. Brian, you're such a bad producer, dude. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> he was spitting flames. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> SoundCloud rapper. For sure, I know. I, I know a lot about that. I should. Did uh, any of you watch any playoffs? Oh no, I watched. Uh, I watched the Bulls game. I watched. Uh, I think I watched both Cavs games. Um, that series has been closer think? than I thought it'd be. Huh? That series yeah, I, closer. Than out. What series? The Cavs Pacers series. Because yeah, Cavs suck, but the Pacers, man, like, God, that is a frustrating team to watch. Nate McMillan. God, David Mills is so bad. Like, the whole, like, there was eight minutes of the fourth quarter where they were double-teaming Paul George and, like, sticking him like, like, there was, there was no picks. There was, there was no plan on, hey, let's get our best player open for half a second. Like, he would just stand next to Imad Shumpert and push him. Like, that, that's, that's your offense? Like, George, all right, here's how you're going to get open. Stand next to Imad Shumpert. And put your forearm into his. Do you think like Spo watches that and he's just like, that's not fair. Like that guy shouldn't be coaching that. Like that's not fair. He must get frustrated, right? Like, like deep down, deep because they'll never say it, but deep down inside, he's pissed. He's like, these guys are morons. They can't coach. Indy did that weird thing where they fired Vogel and then they didn't even interview any outside candidate and just basically took his top assistant and made him the head coach. So it didn't really change much. Vogel's our enemy. And I realize Vogel's in Orlando. That, that's, that's probably why they keep beating us. Vogel was like always that, that guy that everyone made out to be so much better than Spo, and it infuriated me. But now it's Steven. On. No, I, now it is. But I'm saying back, back in the, you know, the, the Pacers and Heat, you know, at that, climax there that was it was all oh yeah Vogel's way better I'm like yeah well I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because Matt Moore of CBS or, and like a lot of other people are like mad at Heat fans and they're like why are you obsessed with Brad Stevens and I'm like well it's not that we're obsessed with Brad Stevens is that everybody made him out to be the second coming and like Spo is just getting credit this season you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's so infuriating how a guy like Stevens hasn't done any sort of meaningful winning. And, and we all know Brad Stevens is a good coach, right? Like, he's, he's clearly a good coach, but it, it's... He's 2-9 in the playoffs. Yeah, no, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, but he's a good coach. He just, I coach. think it gets a little carried away. And it also shows that, um, that despite many people saying what Spo did for LeBron, maximizing him, and the way that they changed that offense, playing smaller pace and space, all that, 
a lot of people underneath it, deep down in their gut, just thought he had great talent and he was riding that. And uh, this is one of those first opportunities for him to really show, you know, with guys that nobody's heard of what he could do. Alf, like, didn't, didn't, doesn't that bother you when, like... No, but that's just what we do, man. Like, if somebody wins and they're not expected to win, all of a sudden they're a great coach, right? So when you, if you actually go back and look at um, Spoh's first two years with the Heat, I mean, he did the same things that Brad Stevens did and maybe even better, but he had a superstar on his team. So what happens is you have a superstar on your team. It completely detracts from you as a coach. The only person that it did not do that for was Doc Rivers. How Doc Rivers gets this pass as being a great coach, even though he had three superstars. Nobody else gets that. Like if you have a if you have a super team, you are not considered a great coach, no matter what you do. Like is Ty Lue considered a great coach because he won a championship? No, but somehow Doc Rivers gets not. this pass, and I think it's part. It's, I think it's because he was part of the media. I mean, he was doing he was doing broadcasting. I I don't know what. I, I don't know what it is. You have it all. You have a super team. You have superstar players. You you just you will just never get the credit you deserve. He had a good reputation from Orlando because he did overachieve with with an Orlando team. The, the, you remember that? That was a while yeah, back. But, he, John Amici on those teams. That was yeah. Daryl Armstrong. TBT man. Yeah. So that's where he got that reputation, and that's why he got a good job in Boston. Well, I guess it wasn't a good job when he got it. Yeah, but he was on his way out of there. People forget. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. But it's but then he started winning. But so he had already built up goodwill and he started winning. Spo got tossed into a situation, was five hundred, and he pretty much was five hundred until LeBron got here. You know? So But yeah, it's it's just infuriating. The vo- and, and brass part up, it was first Vogel and now it's Stevens and like Miami gets incense. And what's with these national guys? Like it's not just Matt Moore. It's a bunch of people. Like they're like, what? What's wrong? They're like, what's wrong with you Heat fans? Like this, like um, a reporter for the Bulls was, or a a, a blogger, or something. I don't know, some sort of media person who writes about the Bulls was saying how fans were leaving TD Garden, and obviously, as Heat fans, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with that. And people are like, what's what's your obsession with this? And we're like, what do you? The hell do you mean? What's our obsession with that? You guys <laughs> ridiculed us. It. Yeah, like you guys made us feel like garbage and you trashed the city and this fan base. So whenever other people do it, we point it out because you were ridiculous about it. Yeah, not only do we watch our games, we watch other teams' games to make sure that our team gets in. <laughs> other other teams don't we do care. That. Fan bases don't do that. Give me a break. Dude, I get so because this. Uh, I think Will Manso tweeted out like the Heat are like top ten in, in TV ratings. What were they number six? Six, yeah, they're like, always this, top. This six, is seven. a good damn fan base. What the hell is with people always trashing it? I don't understand. It's like it's the fun popular. What other fan base goes after a writer like we do? Because we're so because we care so much. It's just us, right? Yeah, we're pretty obtuse. It, we're, we're obtuse as hell. Like, we go after a new guy every week because we don't like what they say. Like, that's not something that bad fans do. Or, like, in, in the in the construction that we have carved out as what is a good fan. In quotes. You know what I mean? Like, it just it incenses me. Well, we're, we're protecting culture. That That's the main thing. You know, that's the <laughs> objective here. So, when you have the culture to, pro- to protect... You gotta, you gotta let people know. You know what I'm saying? Correct. We put the cult. We put the cult in culture. Correct. Wow, we, wow, we are cult. 
Yeah, it's a little cultish. Yes, this is Jesus. a cult. <laughs> it's, Jesus. A good, it's, a, it's a good cult, though. It's the best cult. <laughs> That's what they all say. Hey, pass, pass me that juice, Alf. Pass, pass me the, the punch. When's Culture Day? Is it this Thursday? What the hell's Culture Day? I have no idea, but they're marketing <laughs> it. That sounds like a Every school day thing. Every Culture Day. <laughs> what is Culture Day? Does they're, anybody they're know? Gonna have, they're going to have UD there, like, sticking people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> stand in line. You're the Culture Day. Stuck right in your face, and then they're like, heat culture. Next. <laughs> Say it to my face, dog. Next. <laughs> Him and Jawan? Yep. It'd be like Ass. a kissing booth table, right? Huh? Like a kissing booth table, but he'd just be yelling yeah, at people for a dollar. You'd be punching you square in the face. Yeah, for a dollar. Oh my god. Does anybody feel bad for you, D, that he never gets to play? I feel a little bad for him, man. He's collecting that check. I know, but I think he wants to, like. Do you think UD cares about the check? That oh yeah, he does. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never I mean, mind. Is there, another, is there another role that UD can? I mean, listen, I, I don't want to get flamed for. I, I love UD. UD. Are you gonna do? Are you gonna do the nah. unthinkable? Do no. Thing. Nah, I know. Listen, UD, UD is the best man. UD is is the, the the best. That's the guts of the bench right there, man. Oh, but let's be fair. Three years. We've had injury issues, okay? Um, and he's he has taken up a roster spot. So, it, like, what else can we do to ensure I, they don't they don't want to get rid of him because that, that that could be the formula, man. If you get rid of him, everything else can sort of crumble culture wise. I don't know. He, he can take over for Uptown Dale. <laughs> that guy's the worst. I don't know, but like, so he, you know, I guess because he's he definitely he is he's definitely back for next year, right? If he wants to be, I think that's I think that's what it is. If he wants to play, they'll put him on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Brass just looks so defeated. No, man, no. I, I don't want I don't want to get a reputation like that. But you know, I'm just I'm just being realistic. And you know, when it gets to the end of the season and the organization doesn't want to dump a bum like McRoberts to make room for someone like Stokes, then you know, I just wonder like that roster spot could, you know, get some use. Is McBobs ever going to play in a Heat uniform again? No. Oh, he's going to get traded. Is somebody going to, I guess, because he'll be an expiring, right? So, like, him opting in isn't the worst thing in the world? Yeah, yeah I make the salary match. Well, that, okay. Okay. I have, a, I have a question regarding that. So, so you know, because they could have, uh, am, I, am I wrong in saying they could have dumped McBob and had an injury exception and then could have gotten someone else, Stokes or, you know, someone from the D League, just anybody else to kind of come up and fill that void, right? When you say dump, you mean like wave and stretch him? Well, no, like shut him down for the season. Basically. Oh, to get the injury exception. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I think they had that. Or, no. But I, th I thought I heard they technically could have done that. Now, they didn't. Now, it, but what just dawned on me, did they do that? Because technically he was, he didn't play, but he was healthy ending the season. Does that make him more tradable in the offseason? than if he were technically shut down? No, because I think if you're trading him, you're just trading an expiring contract, which brings up the question, do you want him to opt in? Because like, if he opts in, you have a trade asset. You have an expiring contract that you can give somebody. If he doesn't opt in, you have a little cap space. I, I don't well, know. Who, uh, are you talking, who are you talking about? McRoberts? Yeah. He doesn't have any opt-out. No, there's no opt-out. Oh, I, I thought he had an option this year. No, are you kidding me? We would all be dancing in the streets right now. Yeah, that'd be win-win, man. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't. He doesn't have a player option this year. 
No, he, he, no, he's oh, on the books. I totally misunderstood. <laughs> he's not even a player. Why would he have a player? <laughs> I thought he had a player. Great point. Great point. Yeah, Never mind finishing my the, awful question. Oh my finishing the season healthy doesn't matter. Like Nobody's trading for McBob thinking he's actually going to play basketball for them. Like, like the Warriors just, ain't trading for McBob. That is a financial transaction and nothing else. Like You add that to the deal to say, hey, this, here's an expiring bum uh, with a bad foot. Um. Here, here's some relief next year, and a copy of Weekend at Bernie's. Does that? Does that? <laughs> no cleaner pool. Does that... <laughs> He's pasty. You'll stand in the back of your team pictures awkwardly. He's boys with Dwayne though. Weirdly, I'll never, I'll never think that's not weird. He he wasn't supposed to be at that party. <laughs> we we maintain that it's, he wasn't yeah, invited. He just showed up like he shows up every season. He was cleaning the pool. <laughs> He was cleaning the pool and the uh, party started. So I, I've heard this float around. Can they just like trade McRoberts for Mello? Like, what needs to happen? Like, I, I don't understand how that money works. Does anybody understand this? A or little is bit. Just, is it just a Twitter? Well, I mean, Twitter. if the Heat have this match space that they're supposed to have, which is close to forty million, depending on how many people opt in or opt out, uh, like Wade Ellington. Um, if you just trade a player for a player, then yeah, you could potentially trade McRoberts at his six million hold. For a twenty-seven, twenty-eight million Carmelo, it works that way. Yeah. Well, it actually it, his salary, if it's after after July first, would be twenty-six million. Uh, Ugh, Carmelo. Um, so yes, you you could conceivably do that after you um, apply for the the whatever it's called to get um Chris Bosh off the books and decline the team option on Ellington. Then I think you might have enough room to. Add that kind of salary and also keep James Johnson, and then you got to hope Dion plays nice. Maybe he opts in just for one year with a wink towards something in the future. What was that thing okay. he he tweeted? It was like double down or something. Yeah, double down. Uh, bet on myself. Double down. Eye emoji. Um, no, hold on. Wait, Leif, Leif dropped two bombs that we have to get to. I wanted to get into Carmelo, but then you dropped the opt-in. So we'll get into the Dion opt-in in a second. But I do, like, do you guys want Melo? Because I know that on the Levitard show, Amina Hassan was talking about that, and they made it seem very nice. And I know that we've talked about culture fixes, guys. and Like, but do do we want Melo at that, like, salary number? Because that's going to eat up a lot of cap, and I don't know if he can be your best player and you be any kind of great. Would he be their best player? Would he? I don't know. I mean, best score. Goran or Hassan, and like Hassan has his limitations, and Goran does as well. Listen, so. if if Melo became like if Melo became Olympic Melo, right? No, but you're you're hoping, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like if you, I'm talking about like if you bring him, and like you're if if what we're saying about this heat culture, quote unquote, is true, like that he buys in and he becomes something special, is what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, of course, if he buys in and becomes something special, yeah, yeah, I'll take him. I mean, if, that, I mean, if that's the question, but yeah. like, do you like? Are, are we are we convinced that if that's going to happen? If Mel, if Mel, no, but that that's the whole problem. Like the way you, the way you worded the question doesn't make sense. If he, yeah, if he does yeah, all no, these yeah, great that, things that was, and that loses was, forty pounds and bad job by starts, me, starts this shooting threes at a fifty percent clip, yeah, yeah sure, I'm like, love it. If they acquire him, 
then that means that those things are likely to take place because they're going to have those conversations prior to. They're not going to just trade for him blindly. Eddie Curry, thought, Eddie Curry was going to lose weight too, so oh, yeah. Yeah. anything to get out of there, dude. And Greg Oden was going to stop drinking. Yeah, live with goat. So do whatever you get. He, he does have, you know, he does have a little bit of smiling face, hidden agenda in him, <laughs> just by association. So you are right about that. Maybe we need to be a little. Uh, he could be a saboteur. Correct. I, I don't Watch know. Watch Like the mellow thing has a couple layers. The one layer is the banana boat aspect of it. Number two is that do the do you even want him aspect of it? Dude, he wears layers on the court. <laughs> you mean thermals? A jersey, a thermal. Yeah, he's going to sweat all his weights off the side of thermal. And he moves to Miami. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how? Thermals. How is he not slimmer wearing that, but that, like, wearing a sweater to play basketball? Like, isn't that how, like, uh, wrestlers cut weight? <laughs> he's not just wearing a trash bag. <laughs> and he's still fat. What is that? Oh my god! You, you guys can't picture him coming in 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 crazy good shape. Us winning an unprecedented fifty nine sixty games and him winning the MVP next year. Yes, no, cannot uh, see that. Dion does the MVP. Leif. Dion does. Oh my god! Him and Dion fighting for the ball. Oh my god! That's gonna be that's, terrible. The audience can't see me laughing, so they think I'm dead serious. Like, that's that crazy, <laughs> no, that like crazy that's culture yeah. guy who thinks everything's always going to end in a championship. But Leif, have you heard anything about Melo? Like, is what are we just sitting here, you know? No, no, no. I've, I haven't heard a ton, but what I have heard is that they will explore what it costs to get him. Because if you can't get, if you don't have the assets to get a Paul George, to get a Jimmy Butler... If Gordon Hayward's not going to move, obviously those are the things that they're going to look at first. But after that, uh, if they can get him and and shed McBob while doing it, they're going to think about it. So uh, that that was made clear, and it also was made clear that James Johnson and Dion Waiters are willing to play nice uh, in order to add something to this to this mix. Uh, I don't know what that will be, but. But that was was made very clear. And coincidentally, in the exit interviews, they were saying all of those things as well. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But uh, so the Carmelo thing is in play, but they're going to look at those other things first. And they also, you know, Riley spent uh, almost three months scouting the draft. So he, he's going to he he's developed a crush on some guys at the top of the lottery and if they can explore that, I think they will, too. They're in a weird spot where they don't need to rush this thing necessarily, and they don't have to go young either. So uh, I know that that's playing both sides of this. I've said that before, but uh, it really is kind of the uh, the reality. But it's a, it's a cool place to be in, right? Like, oh, was that the nugget sound? That's Brian, oh. being, a, Brian being a bad producer. <laughs> like, it's, it's a cool place to be in, right? Because you have these options you can explore, but, like, the worst-case scenario is bring back a team that this city loves. Like, that's like, – it's a good place to be in because worst-case scenario, you bring it back James Johnson and Deion Waiters, and the entire city will love you for it. So, I mean, you can oh, go man, out there. It's a low-bar, just... man. I mean, it's not a low-bar. Like, a low-ass bar. James Johnson and Deion Waiters and we'll be happy. 
You're spoiled. You're so spoiled. Jeez, man. You big three people ignore the crap out of me. You act act like I started watching in 2010. Like, I know how this works, but like... No, but you act like you forgot how it was before 2010. Listen, I remember getting excited. I got excited for trading for Rafer Alston. In 2009, and, for, and somehow you forgot how that feels to be a regular Heat fan. Like honestly, like your balls, your your thing doesn't move unless it's LeBron James. Like it's ridiculous. Or Gordon Hayward, move for that. But does Melo does Melo make basketball sense? Like position wise, like unless yeah, you're gonna but, stick him at the three all the time. Like that's that's what I'm saying is that he's the more I've thought about it, the less I kind of want him because your best. With James Johnson at the four or at the five, at Hassan, you know him and Hassan sharing some minutes there, right? So you that gives Carmelo little time at the four and mostly at the three. I guess I don't know, man. Spotting up, shooting, being a volume alpha, you know, like score, like that's kind of what he threw. Like Alf said it best. Really, the role that he played in the Olympics—that's what you want from him. Doing that. Uh, I, I yeah, think you're gonna have fit. to sell him on doing that, not with Dwayne, Kobe, LeBron, Dion Waiters. He doesn't want deuces, yeah. bro. Like go play for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> you and Joe Johnson. Go be a clipper. Go lose. <laughs> do what you do then. You know what I mean? It's either buy in or don't. You know what I mean? What what is your choice to be? I guess yeah, you're they- right that the Heat are in a position that they don't need him, but he's a luxury. Which is weird for a team that didn't make the playoffs. You know, it's funny. Like, we we didn't make the playoffs, and I'm watching Chicago and Indiana, and I'm looking at some of their tweets from fans, uh, you know, on the app. And um, it's like we're in a better place than they are, and they're playing (laughs) in the playoffs. Like, if you just look at the vibe of the fans and and the way they're approaching the offseason and the future compared to those two franchises, it's like night and day. You would think we were in the playoffs right now. It's a weird, weird space to be in for a team that just missed out. It's funny because I don't I don't think the Bulls can get much better than they are as presently built unless you blow it up, like blow up a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? So that's funny that you mentioned that because, yeah, I would argue that the Heat have a brighter future than both the Pacers and and the Bulls who are now. The Bulls are up by four in game two of the playoffs. Brass, are you ready? Ready for what? For for uh, <laughs> are you ready for the uh, the unveiling of uh, we're going to talk about last night? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. You ready, Brian? Cue up the music. Let's have some fun. Let's have some levity before we get back to heat talk. Okay, so last night we did a bet we had. I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you. I haven't. I haven't really. I, please low. shut off that terrible I, music. So whack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Brian's producing uh, so bad. Well, seriously, it's not my fault. I I have it on the lowest thing on YouTube. <laughs> you just can't hear through it. God, it's so loud. God, this is gonna be such a great segment. Do you you know what a Denver Nuggets podcast sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice and low. That, that works fine. Go. There we go. That's what All I right, had. I thought, yeah, before Brian's awful producing ruined this, uh, Brass Jazz and I had a bet that if the Heat did not make the playoffs because he had the guts and I didn't, that he would have to watch an anime of my choosing for an episode. I selected the winter 2017 anime Scum's Wish. 
Brass live tweeted. Brass, want to talk about it? Not really, but it was terrible. It was. I mean, listen. Like I said, you can you can read the live. You know, all my thread of live tweeting. Uh, I had seen one anime in my life, and that was one too many. So I went for two last night, and it was it was terrible. And Gianni is a freak. <laughs> that show's good, man. No, it's really not. You keep on flip flopping there, What's man. What's your favorite you, part? You tell. Listen, listen. For the record, you tell me in private. Yo, no, yo, dude, it's, listen. I just I wanted to give you a weird one. And then, you know. I did, I, but I like it. It's good. Like, I gave you something. And the people on freak. my timeline that know anime are like, why did you tell them to watch it? I'm like, because it's funny. Because it is good. But it's like somebody who's never watched anime before sees this and thinks, you guys are freaking weirdos. You don't know what why? good means, man. Why is it good? It's yeah. good because it it really explores themes of God. Why did you ask yeah, that? Like, that's a bad question. Incest, <laughs> right? Come on, man. It's it's terrible. It has, it has really started. Oh my God! The way he started brought back my virginity. I mean, oh God! It's not okay, dude. Like, can you tell me? I, I seriously, I would love you to live tweet watching a Disney movie. That's what I want to see. Because I, you would be way more pissed off than I was watching watching anime. I like Disney movies. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of Disney movies, but I don't, I'm not well, a. You should it. live tweet the Little Mermaid. There you go. Okay. No, see, and this is the thing that the only anime I think I've ever seen is Ninja Scroll. So my idea of anime is like it's all this kick-ass kung fu stuff, and then like all the weird stuff Gianni tweets out are like side stories, so like kick-ass kung fu stuff. Like just kick-ass kung fu stuff. Then there's like these two little schoolgirls, and then more kick-ass kung fu stuff. I had no idea until Brass started tweeting this thing out that these are just like cartoon, regular movies. And like, you're watching love stories with Crash. It's like like the Lifetime channel. Yeah, it's like like little kid porn and like with with adult themes. Like, what are you doing, bro? It's like a bad Drake song. Give us a synopsis (laughs) of what you watch. What is the show about? Uh, okay, there's there's schoolgirls because you can't have an anime without schoolgirl outfits. Our dash and they're not like in a dojo us. or nothing. They're not training to be ninjas, right? No. Okay, no. It's, it's garbage. It's, it's whack. <laughs> okay, for one, for one, I'm a little pissed off that he gave me one with subtitles because that was too much work. No way. Yeah, I had to. Can you believe death. that? I had to read it. Oh my god. It's <laughs> terrible, oh, man. Oh. You get paid for that. Um. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's in a school, and uh, you know, and then and then she's attracted to this guy, and then seriously, there's a scene where he's like, "Yo, call me Big Bro," and then they start making out. <laughs> Dude, you're honestly I'm not even you're kidding. Freak. You belong in jail. You should not be allowed within a hundred yards of the school, dude. Correct. No lie. Like, <laughs> if I saw you by my kid's school, I'd call the police. And I'm telling you, it was a weird mix because like everyone has giant eyes, obviously. That's just a, the staple of anime, I guess. And then, and then you look, and then like you look, and people in the back, they have no eyes. It's lazy animating. It's not lazy <laughs> animated. It's it's it smart. It's smart directing. Eyes are windows. It's the directing. They drew it. The no, eyes yeah, are the start. windows to the soul. Yeah, the shot composition that like that that's not it'll pull it out of their ass like that is that is directed. Somebody drew it. There's no directing. Yeah, somebody needs to tell you how the hell to draw. It's how a directed do- Shrek. Like, yeah, no, it's super true, dude. They're cutting corners, man. No, it's not. There's shot composition. There's all these things that go into it. Like, like does someone have to move a camera? No, there's no directing. Yes, there is directing. 
Eyes the source of somebody's. If, Are you gonna cry right now? <laughs> Wait, did you just say eyes are windows to the soul describing a cartoon? Yeah. <laughs> they are. And right, if, I, I'm done here. So who's I, I couldn't believe he followed. I said it, and then he said it. <laughs> oh, wait, you like you said that. I was like, who said that first? Yeah, like, and I was saying, hey, you're right. Eyes are windows to the soul. A larger point about smart shot composition and foreshadowing, and no, but nobody cares. No, because it's a cartoon, dude. Oh my God. Just put on the new Kendrick album. Come on, man. Is that where you learn sex ed from, is watching this stuff? <laughs> oh, and you wonder why you don't have a girlfriend. My God. <sighs> this is how you introduce yourself to the world of Dash Radio. Hi, Dash. As, so do you guys think we're going to reach sign over. Luke Babbitt? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Luke Babbitt likes anime, though. Yeah, no, he's not. He's cool enough. I think cool enough. Yeah, James Johnson probably does. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anthony Chang, if you're listening, I know you're listening, Anthony. If ask ask James Johnson next time you see him, please. Hey guys, we know Tyler, Anthony Chang Tyler from does. Palm Beach Post. Hi Anthony, thanks. Uh, <laughs> hey do you guys, guys think we're gonna resign? Anthony back? Chang from the Palm Beach Post. Okay, get him out of here. I don't want him back. Hey, it's Mark Hockman. Stop! <laughs> that's like Brian's go-to joke, man. Still good, that's, though. That's all he has. Like, that's like when things, like, that's all he has to make us laugh is the Mark Hockman sound. Hey, man. Hey. Your question. Do you like anime? Huh? Do you like anime? And, nah, that ain't my thing, man. That's what I thought. He's a man. That's I what I thought. I'm still so mad that I that this is not about kung fu all the time. I'm so I thought it was upset. like some Wu Tang Shaolin monk. Dude, that's, I thought all these. That, I thought that's what this was all about. Like they all had karate in them at some point. No, no. Love slice that's of really, life. That's that just made it so much more weird, man. How disappointed are you in me? I'm so I mean, you don't understand. I almost Do didn't you? show up for the podcast tonight. Yeah, I feel so. To me, bad. It, to me, it all made sense. <laughs> Everything came together. Well, Everything. Brass, you said if the Heat don't make the playoffs next year, you're going to finish Scum's Wish. I will finish it. I, the, I don't know how many episodes are. I will live tweet the rest of them. There's no way. Listen, I feel I feel good about that's this. That's the guts, man. Yeah, episode three is where the lesbians come, so that's the fun part. Oh, God. You know, uh, okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna transition back into heat talk. Like, what kind of name is that? Scum's wish. What is? <laughs> I can think of like a couple of Twitter Johnny accounts. Scum and uh, yeah. his wish is to it's, have sex with a cartoon. Pack, it's the pack they made at the end of the episode. It's Scum's wish that they cannot that that they cannot fall. Dude, I don't care. I really didn't care. I really wasn't asking <laughs> where the name Scum's wish came it's from. It's a great name. No, it isn't. It sounds Brass, like a that, snuff film. Brass, that, that was a cool scene at the end, right? No. That yes, was. the ending was the coolest <laughs> part. <Easy. laughs> it was over. Definitely. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> Luke Babbitt. We <laughs> we signing Bath. No, um, Leif, you brought up earlier, and I know uh, our own incest. Our own <laughs> Stop, we're moving on. It's not really incest. Why do I have to explain that? What the big bro part? Oh yeah, it's not really her brother. It's long story. 
Oh, little Drop. stab it. Leif, <laughs> uh, you and Harrison, our own Harrison Citroen, Hot Take Harry, follow Matt Hot Take Harry, Dash listeners, if you haven't already left. Uh, uh, you guys have talked about Dion opting in, which I think there's no chance in hell that Dion Waiters opts in. I don't know what you think Dion Waiters is, but he's not opting in. I don't know why I, this is. I, why tend is this to, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, but people have said that it's a possibility, so I'm 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 going to trust what people have said. That's all I'll say. You know what I mean? Like I agree. If if I'm going off my opinion, then I don't think that it would make much sense for him to opt in. But people have said otherwise, so I shall listen to them. Alf, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What? I mean, you gave, you gave me. For you, man. you gave. I thought like you. You like you mentioned before. Who would have Dion Opsin? I go to you. I'm like Leif's gonna. You know, we just had a we had a, we had a segment. We were a little disjointed. I'm gonna go to my rock, Lefty Leif, to help us. And you were an anchor. We we're sinking. What can I say? God. I'm giving you sourced information. Weak. Um. The opt-in stuff? What the hell was that? Were you making a milkshake? Who, me? Somebody took a sip out of a straw. That wasn't me. You know, <laughs> I don't have a straw tonight. I've been drinking, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> now, are we talking about him opting in? Like, yeah. I'm paying attention. No, I was, but then you started talking about straws and milkshakes. I don't know. I just heard a slurp. And Scum's Wish. Anyway. Yeah, all the slurping was in the anime last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> but isn't that what the... But doesn't that what the double down part of his uh, Instagram post sound like? Where he's like, yeah, I took a, I took a gamble on myself. Now I'm going to double down on the gamble, opt in and prove I can do it again for a second year. And then I'll make my big money next year. Like, to me, uh, that's what the whole double down sounded like. Uh, oh, culture. in your face. Continue. I feel, like, I feel like we're petering out with Heat Talk. I feel like we're just repeating what Twitter has tweeted for, like, the past week. I mean, what? Okay, it's Gordon Hayward, Carmelo Anthony... Dion JJ resigning. We're we're trading, ha- we're trading Hassan to the Celtics for that number one pick. This, no. That's it. We are. Oh, I'm sorry. That was my own theory. <laughs> I haven't voiced that one yet. Uh, you want to share? Um, they're getting beat up on the boards. They obviously have no rim protection. They um, they just they're small, and they have their best player can't defend anybody. What would it would have made sense for them if they were gonna if they were gonna use that pick to uh, attract anything? They should have attracted maybe the best rebounder in the league and one of the best rim protectors in the league. Like that would have made a lot of sense. Um, but they did it. They held on to that pick and gambled on this trash roster they got, and they're getting exactly what they deserve. That's my take. Leif, are you there? Okay, Leif's gone. <laughs> We've lost Leif. Leif did not like my take. Leif, your take was bad. That's not a bad take. This Celtics team right now with Hassan in the middle would not be better than they are right now? I mean, yeah, that's but that's a weak take. No, but honestly, like if Boston wouldn't trade that pick for Paul George and Jimmy Butler, I don't know why Like they seem hell-bent on keeping that. Well, I'm just saying it's it was dumb. That's my whole thing. Like it's dumb. Leif they, logged out they, so I can 
Ask Leif what he thinks. Leif. He logged off so he can confirm it for sources, right? Correct. Okay, good. <laughs> so is the heater trading Hassan or not? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. Would they trade him for that number one pick? Okay, we lost life again. Brian, do we have a mailbag uh, as we're drowning? Welcome again Hello? to Last Radio. Hello? Yes, you're back. Okay, you're back. So are they trading us? Welcome uh-huh. to a new segment we like to call <laughs> The Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB Mailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. Saving the show, Brian. That's good producing. Rules are up by 10, by the way. I know. Lit. Broad ass Celtics. We haven't even talked about the wave. Brian, ask me a question. About what? I told you to start a mailbag. You have to, you have a question or not? Yeah, I have a question from Kravtsmut Peddler. He asked, do you like anime? Well, I do. And okay, so next question. Crab. Yeah. Is there any better questions? You did good producing, and now you're doing bad producing. This question is from Justice and Jordy. He's asking, what will you do during the offseason without Miami Heat feet stealing your mailbag questions? Uh, for, for the listener that's timing in, we don't actually take mailbag questions. We just steal them from Anthony Chang, who writes for the Palm Beach Post. Yeah, what that's is that? That's not a good question to ask us. Yes, yeah, uh, Brian, you're going to roll it back. Well, I, I, I think we should probably answer for Anthony since he probably won't answer it. I hope Another question. So, on. if Willie Reed departs, do you think Roberts becomes the de facto backup center? Uh, <laughs> no. 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 They're, no. Going to, they're going to draft their backup big man. That's my prediction. Oh, look at that. Wow. A little draft talk. Little we have not touched on the draft at all. Who, what big man is going to be there at 14? The next Alonzo Mourning because of culture. <laughs> Apparently, Dwayne question? Wade just hit a three. Yes, this is my favorite question. No. Everyone's, everyone's writing his name with a three instead of the E, so that was, that's what makes me think that. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I just saw it in real time. My next question is from Brian is the king. This is not me. He asks, who wins between the 2015-16 Miami Heat or the 2016-17 Miami Heat in a series and in how many games? That's a pretty good question. That is. I think healthy, last I think healthy last year's healthy Dion. Healthy Dion. Healthy Dion. All right. I think last year's team is better. They're, the defense was better. Uh, like I, I know that James Johnson was really good, but they, the versatility that they had in Luol Dang was, I think Luol Dang, I don't know. Because, yeah, James Johnson is every bit the defender that Luol was last year. No, yeah, I still got to go last year. What is that? that? I'm sorry. That was my phone. I, th- I, was, I was about to yell at Brian for being bad at producing again. I think this year's team with a healthy Dion would have won. I don't know, man. I think it'd be a, it'd be a good it'd be a good series. I just think they would run them ragged, man. Like I really do. Like, that team was who, older. Who would yeah. guard Goran on that other team? Goran. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, I think you had 
I think justice is not a small thing, and they they found a way to make justice effective, right? Like playing off of Dwayne, they really got justice good off cuts and stuff like that. And justice is another like they'll be able to defend. I, I think maybe the Gorons will go off on each other, but <laughs> I think that pretty much they can neut- like the last year's Heat team can neutralize the perimeter of, of this year's Heat team. Dr. Because of- locked Dwayne up. Hassan is way better now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I do think Dwayne would have success against Dion in the post just because he's smaller, and I feel like they'd go to that a lot. Why are we breaking this down so seriously? <laughs> like, I'm legitimately thinking about it, and I'm My like... My prediction is Heat and seven. Either way, coach of the year. Seven and four. Yeah. I did it again. Are you doing it again? Are you bad? Are you watching the playoffs? right now to watch the playoffs? No, I'm just. There was a video embedded in a tweet, and I clicked on the tweet wow. by accident. Okay, let's let's end the show. It was right porn. How, how much? Okay, anime porn. Yes, tentacles. That's redundant. Loose <laughs> <laughs> <Little> stabbing. <laughs> we end the show on brass saying that's redundant. Brian, do we have enough time? We have two more minutes still. We can't end it there. No. But oh we, my god! But we so even hard. touch about the, about David Fizdale's comments. I don't want to. I want to. Can we talk about Dwayne missing a dunk and how bad I felt? Did you guys Take feel bad? For data. No. No? No, I didn't, I didn't feel no, bad. No, I really didn't, man. I'm, was funny. I'm over it. I want him to win. I mean, I want him to play well and I want them to win, but no, I didn't feel bad. I thought it was funny. Take, Take it that was for funny. data. I made Brian cut out that sound and we never got to it. That's why I'm playing it. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather talk about Dwayne. Hit me with it again. Specifically ask me to cut it up. I'm going to play it. Hit him with it again. Take that for data. (laughs) (laughs) He was unhinged. I don't even know what that means. I don't know, but I I want to like end whatever Nikaya says with that on the podcast. (laughs) Take that for data. We're gonna have fun how, with that. How cool is it that he's so much like Spo, but but so much different from a personality standpoint? You know, Spo would never do that and get that unhinged in front of the media. At least, I don't, not to this point. So let me explain to the audience what happened. Uh, former Heat assistant coach David Fizdale, now head coach of the Grizzlies, uh, had an epic rant at the end of the um, game two of Memphis uh, Spurs. And uh, Brian, do you, do you want to play the sound of of the whole rant? No. Okay, for It was a very poorly officiated basketball game. Um, Zach Randolph, the most rugged guy in the game, had zero free throws, but somehow Kawhi Leonard had 19 free throws. First half, we shot 19 points, shots, 19 shots in the paint, and we had six free throws. They shot 11 times in the paint, and they had 23 free throws. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Overall, 35 times we shot the ball in the paint. We had 15 free throws for the game. They shot 18 times in a paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Explain it to me. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. Nuh uh. My guys dug Uh. in that game and earned the right to be in that game and they did not even give us a chance. All right, 
Take that for data. Bitch. Honey. Honey. What? I, I can't sleep. Oh. Would you mind if I put on some white noise? Yeah, sure, babe. Yeah. Oh, so much better. It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. And when you ride with us for four straight years without an accident, we won't count your first one against you, no matter how much it costs. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Accident forgiveness not available in all states.